Hello and welcome back to the Kings of the North podcast. Uh, sorry if you were looking for us. We've been gone the last few weeks. Had some life happened a little bit, but we are back at it and we're ready to roll into the final stretch of the season here. And Travis has been hot and I haven't been able to gain any ground and he has surpassed me even further now. He's 95 and 51. I'm 87 and 59 if that is correct. It's pretty close at least. Uh, According to my tally, that's what we got, though. Without further ado, we'll get going here. Welcome in. You know, we've been stuck within two, three, four games all year, and last couple of weeks, uh, getting that comfortable lead with about six and a half weeks to go, so I'm excited, and uh, hopefully I can gain a couple more this week and get that downhanding lead and swoop that 100 from you real quick. Yeah, it's been like our mutual games have gone either for us or against us, obviously, but it didn't really matter, and then the ones we pick opposite have seemed to go your way, so uh, unfortunate, but I guess I, I'll have to get my stuff together here down the stretch we still got seven weeks including today so but we'll we'll hop right into it by the time you listen to this uh green bay and seattle have already played obviously so i went with green bay you went with seattle yeah so there's another another w for me so i gained a gained the game right away on thursday night football and i was a good game i only watched the second half and uh I picked Seattle just because, you know, the, the deep ball has been great for Wilson. And, you know, that really didn't even come into play except the one play that McCarthy probably should have challenged. Uh, Two-second play McCarthy should have challenged because, that well, I guess he couldn't. The other one got reviewed and somehow was a catch. I don't know how that because that wasn't a catch the last 17 years. But all of a sudden that's a catch even though he never had control of the ball and was fumbling it the whole time and then dropped it. You're talking about the one kind of towards the sideline and the he made a football move? move? I called that a catch. It wasn't a football move. He, like, shifted the ball and the ball was still, like, moving. I don't know. Yeah. Either way, it wasn't a catch last year. I know that. So, But I guess we can't get any help with these new rules. Any new rules has gone against us this season. So, Right, right. Well, usually it's the opposite, so bite the bullet for this year. You know, Aaron Jones heating up. I think, I think they're starting to get that right, but it only took you 11 weeks too late. Um, you know, obviously the, the clock management and not going for it on fourth and three with, with like four minutes left or whatever it was that surprised me and – when we'll, the thing that pissed me off, we've already given up like 180 yards rushing or whatever on the ground, and we're going to kick it to them with three minutes. we got to stop them. All they got to do is get one first down, and they can pretty much run it down or run it damn near all the way out. So that was poor decision there. Fourth and two, got to go for it. But Rodgers are just – last two games against New England and Seattle have just been ugly in the fourth quarter for Rodgers. He just can't find his guys, and it's not that he doesn't have guys open, even though that's what he says, but I've watched the replays, and there's guys open, especially his check down. Yeah, I almost feel like his mind's not into it this year, and maybe he's kind of, at this point, shooting for McCarthy to be gone. He wants to, you know, I think he's still bitter. You guys fired his QB coach. Um, It's been rough for you guys, not going to lie. 0-5 or something on the road. 
So or zero and four. Undefeated at home, bro. Four zero and one, and then zero and five. So yeah, it's real. All right, we got Carolina headed out to Detroit, and I think this will be a pretty good game here, as uh, Detroit. I've just from watching their <coughs> press conferences and stuff. It seems like they're not going to lay lay down at home in front of their home crowd, and they're going to put on a fight. But I'm going with Carolina here. Yeah, I'm rocking the Panthers. They're uh, they're fifth in rushing this year, and that's obviously a combination of McCaffrey and Cam. And I think he's splashing a little. What's his name? Derek Cameron, Anderson. Cameron, the hardest pain, and C.J. Anderson. Most I don't. There you go. Yeah, McCaffrey's got two plus TDs and and three straight. Lions own five against teams with 120 plus rushing yards this year, so that just seems like a rush or a recipe for the Panthers to achieve that 120 yard mark and go ahead and take care of this game after an ugly loss to the Steelers last Thursday night. Yeah, they should be able to take care of that on the ground for sure. They're a running team, and Detroit's bottoms in the league in rushing. So, uh, Houston is head out to Washington, and Washington trending down. Houston trending upwards as of late. And what do you got on this one? Yeah, I didn't even circle one when I did my notes earlier this week, and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Skins, being it's in Washington. Um, although the Texans are on a six-game win streak, um, the Skins got you know the game manager of all time. If there was a Hall of Fame for game manager, like Alex Smith's face would be right there on it. He would be the guy along like, with Jay Gruden. Right, right. You know, an AP's averaging ninety-three scrimmage yards a game. You know, a thirty-three-year-old back. He's he's gonna be well over a thousand by the end of the season if he stays healthy. And uh, I just like what they can do, and they got a pretty solid defense. But you know, the Texans on the flip side got the flashy plays. With uh, DeAndre Hopkins and Deshaun Watson, and they got J.J. Watt on the defense. But I think it should be a good game, and I'm hoping it's aired locally for us to watch it. Yeah, I I went with Houston in this one strictly because Washington's been struggling lately. They were tops in the league defensively at the beginning of the year, and they've kind of fell off the last few weeks here. But if Washington can get back to kind of controlling the game and playing with the lead, uh, I heard a stat last week, there hasn't been a lead change in any of their games. So either the first team to score has won or – or, well, the first team that score has won and kept the lead the whole game. So when Washington's lost, they've been behind the whole game and not been able to come out. And then when they scored first, they went down and they kept the game and won. So we'll see what happens here. But Interesting. I, think, I, didn't, I didn't know that. I think they're both 6-3, and three, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah. I believe so. Yeah. I know the Texans have won 6 straight, and I believe the Skins are 6-3 and three as well. So it should be a good one. Excited for it. Sounds good. <coughs> we got... Your game of the week here, Sunday Nighter. I'm looking forward to this one here. It's Minnesota at Chicago. And uh, I don't know, man. It's at Soldier Field, and I'm it's it's a tough one because it's either going to be – it's kind of going to decide the division or possibly what the Bears are going to look like the next few weeks is my guess here. I, I'm not a Trubisky truther. And I want to go – I want to go Minnesota almost, but I feel like – they're just going to play good enough defensively, and Cohen and Howard and them are going to gas you, and it'll be a close game. But if Vikings offense is able to figure something out, Dalvin Cooks is back and supposedly 100%. So could be interesting. Sunday night would be a good game either way. Absolutely. Um, obviously, I'm rocking the Vikings. Who are you going with? I got Chicago. You're going with the Bears. Yeah, obviously, it's in Soldier Field. First Sunday night game in Soldier Field since, like, 2012. You know, the Bears haven't been relevant for a long time. Um, I think there's a couple key factors. If we don't turn the ball ball over, I think we'll beat them by, like, 10 points, to be honest with you. Their defense gives up a lot of yards. 
um, a decent number of points in the middle of the pack, but they're like first or second in turnovers. And then they always play with the lead because they've been playing scrubs all season, the six wins, and the three losses were against teams they should have lost to. And I think this loss, this game should be a game that they should lose as well. Um, now, I like Phelan and I like Diggs in this one. They only got really one shutdown guy, and that's their slot cornerback, actually. And Fuller's all right, too, but I think he only plays one side. Throw Diggs on the opposite side with uh, Anukamara or whatever his name is, and I look for a big game out of Diggs. And obviously, Dalvin Cook to heat back up, get after that quarterback. If the Bears are smart. They'll put Fuller on Thielen and try and limit him as much as possible because that's kind of the way the Vikings offense rolls. They roll through Thielen and the run game. So if, if you can shut them down, Diggs is like the big play guy over the top. But, I mean, he, he can do his thing too. But I think Kirk Cousins' first look, he's typically looking Thielen's way. So if he can change that and then Matt can get after him before he has time to – find his other options. Nervous about that, not going to lie. But I, th- I think Fuller is a one outside guy, and Thielen's typically a slot guy, or he can go on the outside as well. But wherever that slot guy, because I don't remember his name, but he's playing well this year, and Fuller, you just need to throw a guy on the opposite side and look that way all day. Um, I'm worried about Mac. I'm worried about our O-line, but we got some guys coming back. Riley Reef. I think Tom Compton's back. Um, should be interesting, man. I think we need to keep Trubisky contained in the pocket. When he needs to actually be a, be a passer, he's not that good. But when he starts running around, he starts to kind of almost look Russell Wilson-ish. And I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to this game. But I like the Vikings by like 10, to be honest with you. Word up. We'll go to our Monday nighter. We got KC headed out to Los Angeles Rams. It was supposed to be played in Mexico City, which I was kind of looking forward to just because it kind of changes things a little bit. And you know how crazy they get in Mexico there when... They got there one game like a couple years ago. There was just everything was going on, and their fans were just getting rowdy and watching, loving football in Mexico. And but in LA, it kind of changes things a little bit. But I'm still rolling with Kansas City, obviously, because that's been my squad this year. What are you thinking? Yeah, you know, they're both probably number one, two, top three in offense, and their defense isn't that great. You know, I think on paper the Rams' defense is better, but. I know the Chiefs are trending upward. Honestly, I think the Rams are going to start to come back down to earth after that Saints loss, and they've looked beatable against us. They've looked beatable against you guys. I think they're a very beatable team, and I just think the Chiefs are more of a powerhouse. So I'm going with Kansas City as well. Um, It should have been in Mexico City. They blamed the field, but I think this is probably the premier matchup of the year, and they wanted them dollars in the U.S. That's my take on it. So that's probably why they switched it, but that's my conspiracy theorist in me. Yeah, I mean, I feel there's a little more than the field thing. I don't know about the money thing, but I think just I think whatever was going on in Mexico right now, especially with like these refugees and stuff running all over the place, I don't know. Well, but. that and then the fires in in California, the shooting that just happened near Los Angeles, and Los Angeles is dedicating their game last week to them. I just feel like LA's you know top five city in the country as far as popularity and. They wanted this game to be in Los Angeles and not in Mexico. That's my take. But I'm going Chiefs. I think it's going to be a hell of a game, shootout. But I, I like the Chiefs to make a defensive play over the Rams and, and take take the lead. All right. Dallas at Atlanta. Atlanta's playoff hopes pretty slim here, but they got a pretty decent schedule as far as – I mean, they got a couple division games, but they should be able to tack off a couple wins along the way and hope for a wild card. They play Green Bay. That'll be a big matchup there for a wild card if – Green Bay's able to get their stuff together too, but either way, Atlanta will have to win. And 
Uh, Dallas is also in, in the mix there, I believe. They're, well, they're, their division's wide open, I yeah. think, still, especially if the Skins lose this week. So Dallas has definitely got something to play for. I think their passing game's starting to heat up a little bit. Mark um, Cooper in town. Yep, and, you know, I, I think they got over the hump of getting their first road win in Philly last week. I believe that was in Philly. Yep. So I, I like the Cowboys in this one personally. Zeke show, you know, all the defensive injuries that the Falcons have and Dak Prescott getting it together with his new weapon. They got a new solid one and some, you know, Beasley and – and yeah. Hearns, not Hearns. Well, yeah, yeah Hearns, and Alan so. Hearns, that was the thing. It so. was He came in this year, so their offense wasn't really clicking right away. But, I mean, Alan Hearns, first year here, and he's been getting some connections too. So, I mean, their offense is heating up. And if Dak can just put together a solid game, it's just he's really up and down and consistent. But if he can play with that swagger and get Zeke going and they just set up with the tight end and whatnot <coughs> like they were last week, they were looking good. You heard Witten amp in the tight end there because on yeah. Monday night he was loving it. Oh, yeah, so, yep. Yeah. And the defensive line is stout for Dallas, so I, I like I like Dallas. You're going to Atlanta. Yep. Quite going. a few differences so far. So all right, I got to make up some grounds. So no, no doubt. <laughs> Baltimore or Cincinnati's headed out to Baltimore. We still don't know who Baltimore's starting quarterback is going to be this week. I uh, think we know it's not Flacco. That's yeah, it. it sounds right? like Flacco is highly doubtful so it's here. RG three or Lamar. Lamar Jackson or RG three, but Lamar Jackson was also sick this week and wasn't able to practice. So. He doesn't know if he's going to start. They haven't announced anything. RG3, it'd be nice to know from one of them because I need to swoop up a QB in one of my leagues, and Dalton is my other one. This is my only other QB, so it'd be nice for them to announce one so I can swoop up RG3 and throw him in there. Or if Flacco was just healthy, that would help my, my, my cause. But either way, I'm going to stick with Baltimore in this one. I was probably not that smart, but I feel like Baltimore at home play good D, and hopefully they just run the ball in Baltimore and whoever – if Lamar, I feel like if Lamar starts, they're not gonna know what to do, and I think RG 3s just he's been ready for a long time, and he he wants to prove his shot. So who, whichever one they go with, or if both of them get a little tick, we'll see. But I, I like Baltimore. Yeah, AJ Green's out. I think Mixon's back and fully 100% healthy. But the Ravens' run defense is like top five in the league, and uh, it's in Baltimore. And I think the fact that there's no film on either of these guys. Whoever's going to start is going to take the Bengals' defense for a loop. Obviously, they just let up 51 points, too, to the Saints. Well, they did fire their defensive coordinator, so he might... There might be some new looks there, too, for the Ravens. So it's 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 this will be it's kind of a low-tier interesting game for me, but I'm, I'm rocking Ravens. Yeah, I mean, I, sometimes I just there's so many games I wish I could watch, and it's just like you can only watch your game, and so you don't mm-hmm. have to watch them all, but... There are some good games this week as well. Ten, even this one right here, Tennessee at Indianapolis is a good game. Tough one. Indianapolis has been hot, and so has Tennessee. And Yep. I got the Colts. They're 4-5. and five. Um, I got the Colts winning this game. Andrew Luck's 9-0 all-time against the Titans. Never lost to the Titans. And uh, dude's heating up like – Top five in, in in quarterback rating and yards yeah. this year. So Nobody's talking about them. No, no, because they started off like what one and three, one and four. But I, I like the way this team's trending, and I even may say this team will be the sixth seed. Uh, could could be, you know, seventh seed or whatever. Obviously, that's not a playoff spot, but they're trending upward. I don't see them winning the division with the Texans playing the way they are. But I like the Colts yeah, I mean, for the future. If they're able to win this game at 4-5, and five, they'll be tied with the Titans, and that'll put them obviously ahead of the Titans as far as the standings go. And, and if the Texans, Texans lose, so I guess the Colts could easily win the division. That, so that division is wide open as well, and I'm sure they, they 
play each other and stuff a few times. So that's going to be interesting. The team that everyone thought was going to run that division is the sloppy of the uh, sloppy of the year, the Jaguars. So I don't think I've picked Tennessee all year, and I'm rolling with them this week after beating Tennessee. Other week and <coughs> after beating the beat Patriots, yeah. So yeah, that was an impressive win. So I'm gonna roll with them and hope for the best. Tampa Bay at the Giants. <coughs> yeah, that might be a stinker of the week. It was second stinker of the week yeah. behind the Raiders and Cardinals. <laughs> <laughs> so, but uh, it's like I feel like the Giants are kind of at that point where it's like, do we want to protect? Saquon and Odell Beckham and save them for next year slash uh, do we still want to fire them out there and see what we got in Manning and all that type of deal but I'm rolling with the Giants over Tampa Bay being at home yeah the Giants have a lot more playmakers uh, the Bucks scored or they had like 500 yards last week and scored three points or something like that's what it was and they lost I don't remember who they lost but I remember seeing that and Fitzpatrick's, man, he'll put up some yards, but their defense is boo-boo, and, and the Giants have some playmakers, and I think Saquon and Odell are just trying to get things heated up for next year. Those are, you know, they got a good little tandem there, and, you know, if they lose, so be it, because they, they'll get a high draft pick and draft their quarterback in the future, and then they have their core. But I like the Giants in this game. Yeah, I mean, I'm surprised they didn't go out. Well, I mean, they had to go after Saquon. Now. Yeah. yeah that's how, that's how, at least they, that's a good move, but now they need to find that QB, and maybe they trade for, like, a, like a RG3 if he's available or something like that. Or I wouldn't be surprised if they go a veteran like that and then swoop up a rookie. Yeah, Derek Carr might be on the market the way things are going, too. So <laughs> <laughs> Pittsburgh out at Jacksonville. I'm rolling with Pittsburgh. rothsburger has been on fire, although it is a road game for him, but... Uh, rematch of last year's divisional round, you know. Yep. Jacksonville knocked him out. Uh, I'm going Steelers as well. Steelers are hot. They're, the Le'Veon Bell drama is behind them. The guys in the locker room raided his locker, <laughs> put on his sneakers, burned his name tag, threw it in the trash or whatever. They're done with it. Big Ben said, wishes Bell the best, but I'm so glad we don't have to talk about this anymore. We can move forward. James Conner is a beast. Yeah. Uh, as soon as the draft was over, I immediately... Picked him up off waivers after all my fantasy drafts, except one guy drafted him in our league. But I have him, and he's doing me justice, and the Jaguars are straight boo-boo right now. Yeah, man, I totally slept on the whole James Conner thing. I figured Le'Veon would at least be back after, like, a week or two. And, you know, I thought he was just trying to pull his weight and get get a little contract. But I see, I mean, the way these contracts work, if you can pay a rookie deal, you're paying, like, Three, four million max, especially later round draft pick. Aaron Jones is making less than a million dollars right now, and pack people are like Le'Veon to the Packers. They're not going to pay Le'Veon Bell fifteen million dollars when Aaron no. Jones is. The thing is, is he's not Le'Veon Bell, but he is explosive, and he's for the price. They're not going to. Well, look at every year. Who's who's top ten fantasy running backs? Like four of them are rookies every single year. So, running back. As far as being such a need as dying to breed, and uh, James Conner is Mr. Pittsburgh himself. Grew up and grew up in the area. Went to Pittsburgh College. Well, the, Pittsburgh. Dude, the dude beat cancer, and now he's a stud. So keep him on, and I, I think he'd be the type to be like, I'm cool with five million a year, even though I'm one of the best oh, running yeah. backs in the league. Whereas Le'Veon, he just lost fourteen and a half million dollars, and I don't think he's going to get what he thinks he's going to get. He's only a year older. Obviously, his legs are still fresh, but like I said, running backs. 
you nobody could, paying running backs. Anymore. No, it's it's a quarterback and defensive linebacker, defensive end, wide receivers, running backs. Any guy could do it. You know what I'm saying? Not, I'm not saying that, but well, he's like AP didn't get it. It wasn't because he wasn't good or nothing. It's because he wanted too much money, and people are like, "Well, we can go get pick up a rookie out of the practice squad." And I mean, look at some of these guys. Are well, Aaron Jones is a big example. You know what I mean? And you know, Saquon Barkley, Nick Chubb, all these guys are doing work. Yep. So. And all it takes is one ACL injury, and they're out for the year. So it's not worth the investment. Absolutely most not. Of the time, uh, we got our true stinker of the week here. <laughs> Oakland is head out to Arizona. I don't know. I don't even know what to do here. <laughs> I wanted to go Oakland, but then Rosen's been playing good. But then maybe they're gonna feed the ball to Johnson like they should. <coughs> it's just tough because like they have talent, but they I don't know what's going on there. And they're supposed to be good. And their defense is all right. But I'm sticking with Arizona. I don't know. Oakland's just not. I just feel like they're trying to lose almost, and it sucks. But I'm going to go with the Raiders. I picked them before I even listened to this, but I was listening to charts this morning. And Doug Martin's, like, averaging, like, four four yards a carry. And these two teams are 32nd and 31st in rushing defense. So look forward to David Johnson and Doug Martin. If you need a swoop up this week, guys, my boy Charch is letting me know. Pick him up. Put them in and drop them after this week because this is the time that they'll do it. And uh, but I'm going the Raiders. Just I, I can't say why. I'm just going with the Raiders. <laughs> All right. Uh, we got the Chargers head out, to, or well, Denver is head out to the Los Angeles Chargers, and they're going to have some poor air quality, and uh, hopefully they have some oxygen on the side there because those fires are doing work out there. And but I'm rolling with the Chargers. Yeah. Well, you know, Broncos. They're, they're those guys are. Used to bad, you know, high elevation, heavy breathing stuff. So I don't know if that'll affect them too much. But I've been Chargers all year, and I'm gonna stick with them. You already typed it in because you already knew. Um, they're my Super Bowl pick for the AFC, and now is since the before week one, I've said that. So I'm rocking that. Weird. And then our Monday Nighter, Philly at New Orleans. Nope. It's game of the week, three twenty-five. Monday Nighters, Chiefs at Rams. So yeah, we got we got we got the Eagles at the Saints. I think this is going to be a more of an int- interesting game than people think. Uh, two of the top five quarterbacks this year. I mean, if Carson Wentz didn't miss the first two weeks, he'd very much be in the MVP conversation. Now his team's not winning because I think the rest of the guys are still on that quote unquote Super Bowl hangover. Uh, but I- I'm rocking the Saints eight games straight. Uh, I'm hoping they keep it going, and then they're like that number one seed that loses their first playoff game, as sometimes that happens. So I'm rocking the Saints, though. Yeah, I mean, I'm just rolling with the Saints. Their offense is too good. They'll score points, and then you just hope that their defense is able to hold together a little bit and maybe get a turnover or whatever. And uh, I just like them a lot better. And although Philly may be able to score with them, I I don't see it happening. I mean, Philly's definitely in the mix for their division, so they're not going to let it down. And Carson Wentz is a true competitor. He's not going to let it down. But uh, I think a good – a good landing spot for Le'Veon Bell next year would be Philadelphia Eagles because I think they're stupid enough to spend the money. Plus, they'll see what they went through this year after winning a Super Bowl, and they want to get back to where they were. So I think that might be side note yeah. where he could go. Yeah, last year they had like the three-headed monster at running back, and all three other guys were able to get it done. And this year with Ajayi being out, and they just, I feel like they've had too much of a... Plus Blounts on the Lions. That was their rock yeah. round and pound guy. So This has been a running back carousel there, and they haven't had any consistency, but... Uh, Ertz is a beast, and Golden Tate should probably get going this week. Yeah, I'm excited to see him work with Carson, no Alshon, doubt. I think Alshon's 
healthy now, so they could be a dangerous offense. I think they're missing Dave Filippo, though. Yeah, a little bit. that's my boy. But uh, I could see him in Green Bay next year, possibly. Yeah, that's fair as a head coach. I did hear that. That would be disgusting. <laughs> well, we'll talk about that later as we get into the offseason and whatnot with that. But thanks for tuning in, and uh, have a happy Thanksgiving and stuff. Let's go Vikings. Let's go. Bounce it, bounce it, bounce it, bounce it, bounce it, I'm about to throw a couple